Welcome to Emotional Eating with Marilyn, a podcast where you will learn to recognize your emotional eating behavior, overcome this behavior, and all things in between. If it's your first time here at EEM, then welcome. My name is Marilyn Rafi. I am a pharmacist and I have a PhD in genetics, and I upload an episode every Friday morning. And if you're an avid listener, then I really want to thank you because your engagement is really helping us to become one of the top listened podcasts on emotional eating. But in order to further spread the love and really break the taboo on emotional eating, we need to do more. So I would really appreciate it if you could either subscribe, leave a review, or share the podcast with a friend. Now, on to today's episode. Hello everyone. So today I want to talk about how can you know if you are eating emotionally? Yes or no? And I have done this episode or a very similar one in season one. And actually it was one of the most listened episodes. And although, uh, although it was really the beginning of my EEM podcast and etc. But it tells me a lot that you guys really need to understand if you do eat emotionally or not. This is an advert for better help. So if you're listening to this podcast and thinking there are things I need to unlock in order to overcome emotional eating, then better help is for you. BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is an online platform that connects you to a suited therapist. You answer a few questions about yourself and the angle you want to focus on, and they will match you with a therapist. You can switch if you want to, completely free of charge if your first match is not a good fit. And I personally know that starting therapy can be overwhelming. I was so scared and ashamed in my first few months. But then when I realized how it changed my life, I wanted everyone to benefit from this magic too. So with better help, there is less friction to start therapy. I will put the link in the show notes with all the details. Basically, it's betterhelp.com slash EEM. And by using this link, you help support my podcast and you get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. And I truly believe that therapy will help you understand the layers of your emotional eating. And as I say, it all starts with awareness, awareness and awareness. So for 10% off your first month, you just need to click on the link in the show notes or visit betterhelp.com slash EEM. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. So whether you're a new listener or an OG subscriber, I think you have still uncertainties on what emotional eating is. And basically you really need to understand if you actually do uh, eat emotionally. So this episode is a bit of a basic one. I will explain to you everything you know uh, and everything you need to know, I mean, to understand if you do eat emotionally. Of course, I will not leave you just uh, like with the understanding. I will also give you a few ideas on how to stop this behavior, if that's what you want, of course. But as a general principle, all of my episodes help you overcome emotional eating and every episode will tackle a different angle so we'll f you will find a lot of resources on the how to throughout my uh, episodes and all the podcast and also just to let you know i'm creating a tool for you guys to help you stop emotional eating it will be announced in a few months so stay tuned for the details now let's get into today's episode episodes details 
First things first, how to know if you are eating emotionally? Well, basically emotional eating is the act of using food to soothe our emotions. I will repeat it. Emotional eating is the act of using food to soothe an emotion. And the emotions that are usually portrayed in terms of emotional eating, for example in movies, are things like sadness, a bad breakup, a shitty day at work. But in reality, there is much more subtlety in the emotion that make us eat emotionally. And actually, if you Google the wheel of emotions, you will see a plethora of possible things you can feel. Can be anxiety, fear, frustration, disappointment, loneliness, disgust, feeling worthless, feeling humiliated, and the list goes on. And what's crazy is that we have never been taught as humans that we can feel so many emotions. And for example, if I ask you now, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Probably you will use the words that you have in your emotional language. And if I'm guessing correctly, in your repository of words, maybe you have things like, I feel good, I feel bad, I feel okay, I feel not well. But it's less probable that you will tell me, you know what, I feel humiliated, I feel needy, etc. Of course, unless you have done a lot of therapy and things like that. But of course, one of the top reasons that we don't know all those words, or we don't think of using those words, is because we haven't been taught. But also sometimes it's because we, we are ashamed to use those words. I think it's because society makes it, makes it a taboo to feel emotions like feeling needy, feeling uh, I need human connections, I feel unworthy, etc. But we always have to remember that the emotions are felt by everyone. All the emotions are felt by everyone. But people don't show it. People don't know it. And I guess people don't want to know it. So now that we understand that there are many reasons why we will soothe, soothe our emotions with food, let's try to understand or know or learn how to pick up those signals. How in a specific situation will you know if you're eating emotionally or not? That means that every time you eat and you're not physically hungry, it means that you're emotionally hungry or you're eating, uh, you're going to eat emotionally. And yes, of course, there are times where hunger can be quote unquote faked by some hormones, but I won't go into the details today. Today I want to uh, keep uh, with the basics. So if we think of a situation, let's say situation A, and it's after a meeting at work or after a long day at work and you see yourself rushing to food and it doesn't need to be unhealthy food. It doesn't need to be like the typical ones that we see online or, you know, uh, in movies like crisps or chips or chocolate or biscuits. It could be for you almonds. It could be, I don't know, I'm thinking che cheese, whatever, you just name it. But the thing is that you know that inside of your body, there's no hunger. Your stomach feels full. Maybe even your, you know, throat area feels full. Definitely uh, your mouth wants to eat. It's because your mouth, if you want, is linked to your brain and has their, has need, has, if you want, emotional needs. So we often say that when our level of well-being, I mean, we can use the word happiness, but for me, I don't really uh, think happiness is the best word because, uh, yeah, it's more well-being. If our level of well-being drops, 
this is when we are going to go and eat. It's a survival mechanism. So if I ask you now, what is your level of happiness or let's say content? What is the level between 0 and 10? And 10 is the highest. What's the number? Then you will get an understanding of how you're feeling now. Now, if it drops too low, maybe for you too low is usually 4 or 5 or even 3, then maybe it's when you're going to use food to kind of raise this level of happiness to a higher level, to make it go to 6, 7, 8, whatever. And why do we do that? Well, of course, because the food releases the hormones out in our brains, like uh, dopamine and serotonins. These are the hormones of reward and of happiness. And as I said, it's basically a survival mechanism. Your body wants you to feel better. Your body and your mind want you to feel better. And your body and your mind want you to feel better right now. And your body doesn't understand that you can actually delay the gratification, that you can start implementing new tools other than food to feel better. Why? Why does you, doesn't your body understand this? Well, I think it's because it's everything that we've done or you've done since you were little. Maybe for you it started very early in childhood and your parents gave you food every time you were complaining. Or maybe it started later uh, in your life. And I guess ask yourself, when did it all start? Or if you can't remember, just ask yourself, when did I start uh, gain uh, to gain the weight or having this relationship with food in my life? And most importantly, ask yourself, what was happening in my life? External circumstances, family circumstances. And it will give you the biggest clue to understand better yourself and understand what what's the root cause, what's the root emotion that you're trying to soothe with food. So practically, I guess the practical solution, if you want, or the practical tool that I want to give you is that every time that you're eating and it's not physical hunger, ask yourself, what am I feeling? What am I trying to soothe? And then you can check the wheel of emotions because sometimes we feel uh, like stuck and we don't know what emotion we're feeling. And importantly, ask yourself, what other tool do I have in my toolbox of life to feel better? Maybe I can go for a walk instead. Maybe I can listen to music. Maybe I can sit with my emotions. Maybe I like to journal or I can call a friend. But of course, if the emotion is so strong that it's really, really in the low numbers of your well-being, let's say it's one or two, this we call it emotional hijack. And at this point, it's really, really hard not to do the emotional eating because our brain is kind of hijacked by our emotions. So we can talk to ourselves, uh, check in with ourselves frequently to ensure that we don't get to this emotional hijack, to this very low level of well-being. Now, I know that many of you listening out there have been doing diets for years and years and years, and maybe you're fed up with it. But that means that your hunger signals have been blunted. So you don't know how to connect with your hunger anymore. So I would recommend spending some time really to think and understand and acknowledge your hunger. That could take a week or so, so just be patient. Because it's important to understand when you feel hungry and when you feel full. 
So that means that if you are eating with distractions like social media, TV, talking to a friend, having a challenging conversation at work, then most likely you won't be able to recognize your hunger and even more when you're full. So just spend maybe at least one meal a day where you can eat without the distractions. And with time, you will know what physical hunger is and you will know what physical hunger is not. And you will know what emotional hunger is. And for those that have developed, if you want a very bad relationship with food and a healthy one, where, for example, you don't even know what kind of food you love, maybe you're obsessed with some food and scared of them at the same time, and maybe you put food in on a pedestal, then what I would recommend for some time is to f- uh, follow the intuitive diet and see if it works for you. And I actually, I have an episode on that. And this might help you to reconnect with what your body really wants and needs. And for example, uh, uh, after some time, you might realize, you know what, I don't, uh, I don't like Oreos and I prefer cauliflowers. And that was the case for me. I, I know it might be shocking to you. It was actually shocking to me. And I used to love, uh, so much food, you know, and even sometimes I would go to the supermarkets and not allow myself to look at the aisle of, you know, the aisle of the chocolates and biscuits, etc., because I didn't trust myself there. But now I'm at a stage where I'm very confident and I trust myself with food. But what's really important to note is that in the intuitive diet is not just eating whatever you want, whenever you want it. And there's a lot of misconceptions on that. It includes following your physical hunger. It includes listening to your emotions. Because I know, as I said, some people misunderstand what the intuitive diet is. And uh, sometimes they're scared of it or the opposite. They find it as a way to just do whatever they want. And it could be detrimental, especially if you embark it, uh, you, you start it and you don't really know what it fully entails. So really have a good understanding what of what the intuitive diet is. There are 10 principles and I have a podcast on that an episode on that so to wrap up how do you know if you're eating emotionally well basically every time you eat and you're not physically hungry then it means that you're eating emotionally what emotions are you feeling then this is important and ask yourself is food gonna help me with this emotions probably not because you will end up with two problems or two yeah two problems basically the first one is uh, the the reason that made you eat emotionally because it's it's not going to go away just because you ate a, a packet of biscuits and the second one is the fact that you ate emotionally of course it's all coming from a place of love. I don't want you to have extra guilt and shame and etc. It's it's a journey. It will happen with time and practice. It's not one day to the other. But just the self awareness is there. If you don't manage to uh, like, if you do so, if you want to succumb in emotional eating, just talk yourself with gentle words and learn from the for the next time. So that was it for today. Uh, as I said, I'm not going to go into all the details of emotional eating because it's a long topic. I mean, it's a, it's a minefield. And this is why I have so many, like more than 70 episodes with all the angles. So you can have a lot of resources on my podcast. You can just have a scroll and choose the ones that you connect with. Other than that, I'll see you next week, 5 a.m. UK time.